State of the Industry podcast. This episode is brought to you by KP Movement Education, your source for health and movement education and coaching. Whether you are a health or fitness professional, a fitness consumer, or perhaps a passive bystander, KP believes that everyone deserves the right to pain-free movement. That's why their memberships and services are designed to educate, empower, and inspire you to create a culture of movement for yourself and those around you. With two membership options, you'll find education surrounding developing at-home training programs for yourself or for others, mental health and exercise, lifestyle medicine, and much, much more. Check it out at kineticperformance.ca backslash memberships. That's kineticperformance.ca backslash memberships. Welcome back to the State of the Industry podcast. I am your host, Adam Youngsma. I'm really excited to bring you part two of my conversation with Perry Nicholson, the lymph doc himself. As you can probably surmise from his title, we talk all about the lymphatic system. And in part one, we go into some of the background about what it is and how it affects pain, rehabilitation, and performance. And part two, we're going to discuss some more practical applications. He gives us a one-minute lymphatic drainage drill that we can do as well as some nutritional tips and movement tips as well. It is a great listen. I hope you enjoy it, and let's dive right in. I've quoted you a lot, and you've commented on some of the posts that I've done where I've, 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 um, I've referenced you. you. On, my, on my membership site, I have a quote from you, um, and I think it's a huh. great segue into what I'd like to talk about in this part number two, and sure. um, I was really hoping you didn't like, I was like, okay, I really hope he doesn't say it in this first part because then I can use it in the second part. Now you're curious about what the hell it is. I say a lot of stuff. I don't remember sometimes. <laughs> so the quote is you can't get well in the same environment you got ill in. And I, I love, oh, yeah. I love hearing that because a lot of people want somebody to fix them, but they don't want to change the environment they're in, do anything differently or, or really kind of put any responsibility or onus on themselves to kind of take those steps. And that's what I want to talk about in this, this second half is what people can do in, you know, some different areas in order to improve uh, lymphatic flow, lymphatic drainage, reducing the amount of toxins coming in and, and really kind of take some steps. So the first one I'll kind of ask you about is the actual environment that we're in and is there a way to reduce the amount of toxins that we kind of bring into our body sure great question yeah that's a pretty good quote man uh i think i, I read something somewhere to it somewhere and now uh, i can't even remember who said the, the kind of original version of that one but it was when i was studying epigenetics right like yeah. environment and I actually think it was more the when I was studying the more mental environment. Because mm. if you think about that, yeah. Environment is all encompassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's you've got first of all, you got internal environment and external environment. What's outside the body. <clears throat> and then you got the toxins inside of the body. 
then you got physical toxins and mental toxins. And I'll be honest with you, probably the biggest toxin you have is what's between your two damn ears. It's what you think about. Yeah. It's just your, your, your own thought process, which is what stress is, right? Because stress in and of itself is not bad. You need stress. It's chronic stress that gets you. But most of the time, what unique as human beings is that we can't let stuff go. <laughs> yeah. We're, all, we're always living in the past, not necessarily learning from it. And we're never in the moment or we're worried about what's coming next. Mm -hmm. So we have these toxic thoughts all day long of, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm fat. I mean, I got to lose weight or what happens is when you're in pain so long, you start to hate your own body. Mm -hmm. You begin to blame your body and resent your body because it's making you suffer which is easy to do when you're suffering, not realizing that it's actually always trying to protect you all the time. Yeah. It's just doing a really, really good job. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it's also the toxicity of things that you're around that you don't even know you're around anymore. Toxic relationships, because the human body is very good at adapting to things. Mm -hmm. So it starts, it's called habituation where you don't even notice it anymore. You just tune it out. Yeah. Kind of like the abusive relationship or um, that you're in doesn't have to be physical. It could be mental. And you don't even notice how awful somebody is to you anymore mm -hmm. until somebody points it out. And then you're like, what? Never noticed that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's that toxicity of self thought, but the people that you hang with, I read a great quote from Jim Rohn once. who's a motivational speaker who was kind of like the, one of the early forefathers of it. He said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Hmm. And I'm like, I like that. I changed it up a little bit. And I said, you're actually four because you're always number one. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you spend the most time with yourself and you probably talk to yourself like you'd never talk to another human being in your life. Unless you're on social media and you tell people anything you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it sounds cliche and corny, but one of the biggest things that I tell people is you just got to watch your own thought processes and how you can choose that is choose who you spend time with. And even from that social media context, you have to choose what you concentrate on and what you do because that mental stress is what will break you down. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're going to be worse overall health-wise after this pandemic is over than when we went in. Yeah. Because people are under so much stress right now, they're breaking down, yeah, big time. Um, so you know that's a big one. <clears throat> but you kind of touched on it. Where one thing I've learned in my work is that sometimes it's not what you add that makes you better; it's what you stop doing. And that's mm -hmm. why sometimes I'll tell people the best correctives I ever saw are always regressions. Yeah. Just dial something back a little bit instead of adding some secret sauce, new cool thing that I paid two grand to learn at a workshop. Yeah. Why don't you just take a basic and a fundamental and make it even more basic or just practice that. And then you'll be like, Holy cow. Well, I didn't know it was that simple. Well, that's why they're basics, right? Basics. So then I tell people, you just want to remove, it's so simple that people say, well, I already knew that. I'm like, well, why the hell weren't you doing it? Then? That's my answer Yeah. Um, is, Stop putting toxic shit into your body. Mm -hmm. yeah. And one is thought processes. Two is what goes in your mouth. 
right? Yeah. And, and what goes in your nose, which means don't stay inside all the time, which unfortunately right now you are, which is making you even worse. Mm -hmm. But you go outside and you go in nature and you go near woods and you breathe in environment. Yeah. They know now that breathing is one of the best ways you get microbiome and good bacteria into your system through not what you eat so much as what you breathe. Yeah. Through you're one of my mentors that is is uh, Dr. Zach Bush, who's been on my podcast. He has people so he does what it says breathe your biome, which means breathe in good stuff. So mm-hmm. I have people actually physically go outside, breathe in fresh air through their nose, not through their mouth. It sounds nuts when I'm going to tell it to you and you're going to think I'm insane, but that's just because you don't understand biology. Mm-hmm. Is that you need to go out and breathe and sniff life, yeah. plants. Take a damn tree in your hand, a leaf, and sniff the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get, you need to put your hands in soil, and your dirt, your your body in soil, and get exposed to things that will actually make you more resilient, yeah, not weaker. So one of the things I tell people is you need to, you need to get more dirty, yeah, not more clean, because now we're killing the shit out of everything right yeah. now. Life trying to go after COVID and you're throwing out the baby with the bath water. Yeah. Right. And then you watch what you eat. And then I go, well, what should I be eating? Well, how about we stop eating all the crap? And I usually tell people, it's a pretty safe bet that if, you know, it's got something three to five ingredients in it, it's probably better for you than one that if you read this guy 50, that you have no idea how to pronounce. Yeah. And if I can, I had one guy I worked for, Mark Hyman once, who's a functional medicine doctor, does a lot with brain stuff. He said, I bet you if I took three boxes off the shelf and covered up the name and only showed you the ingredients, you couldn't tell me what the hell you were looking at. <laughs> but if I pulled an apple off, a pear off, and a piece of spinach off, you could tell me what it was. Yeah. He said, I only want you to eat food that if I showed it to you, you could tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Right? And that's what I just described to you, all the shelves that sit in the middle of your damn supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> you just get rid of those. Right? Yeah. So you just start with some basic steps. And, and the other one, um, uh, of course, is, the, is water, drinking more water. But here's the, here's the thing that's tough. I already told you just because you drink water doesn't mean you're absorbing water. Mm-hmm. So people say, I already drink water. I'm like, well, it's also the quality of the water, excuse me, that you're drinking. So there's no such thing as pure water in the human body anyway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. There's always something in it. Yeah. So what you do is you, do, you drink what we call structured water. Structured water means that something is in the water that, or something is done to the water that actually changes the physical bonds of the water that makes, strengthens the bonds between the water. Right? So one of my books that I'm going to recommend, I already gave you one. I'm going to give you another one. It's called The Fourth Phase of Water. Hmm. The Fourth Phase of Water by Gerald Pollack. That one you'll have to read a paragraph and you know, let your brain come back because it's going to explode. <laughs> and he talks about structuring your water, which means you just put something in it. right? And then for me, one of the things that I have people put in there most are uh, either electrolytes because they usually really don't want electrolytes. Or they'll put fulvic and humic minerals in it. 
fulvic and hammock minerals, which are called trace minerals. Yeah. It's basically a uh, liquid earth, liquid dirt. Okay. And then the minerals will uh, structure the water. And then plus it'll give you all the minerals that you've been needing to make your enzyme reactions that you have not been able to do because you didn't have enough minerals. <laughs> and then you'll absorb the water. Plus fulvic and hemic minerals always detoxify your liver and your kidneys for you. Nice. So they're binders. They're binders. Yeah. They'll, they'll get rid of things. Right? Just don't take them with medications. You take them after medications because they'll, they'll bind to the medication and you won't get as much of a good absorption of either one. Okay. So if you take if you take medications, just do your medicines, and then an hour or two hours later, depending on the half life of your medication, I usually tell people wait about two hours. Yeah. Then you can take your um, fulvic anemics, and uh, you'll you'll notice some drastic changes on being able to ab- absorb water at that <laughs> stage of the game. There's many other different ways too. You put lemon in it. You put a you put a plant in it. You uh, some people use uh, crystals. Other people put it in sunlight or moonlight. Cause that does it too. Cause I don't know if you know this or not, but you're standing on a big giant rock floating in space. And there's a couple of energy things that circle around you every now and then called other planets <laughs> and the moon. So they've got energy associated with it too. So don't think I'm out of my mind. Go back and study astronomy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like I've, I've always heard the you know the electrolytes like adding a little pinch of salt or something like that into it um doing yeah, himalayan you know, pink salt's my favorite yeah or doing you know lemon lime um cucumber like whatever right like mint so a whole bunch of different things depending on what you like uh, but i haven't actually heard about the the trace minerals piece oh, dude for that's my i'm gonna tell you right now that's my number one piece of advice to give everyone who's trying to recover from something that's Done. my number one piece of advice. Awesome. Um, all right. So with regards to, so now kind of switching gears from what we're bringing into our bodies, now actually getting what is already in our bodies, because most people haven't been doing that since birth. They live on planet Earth, as you always like to say, like, if you're here, you're living in this environment, you've got a whole lot of toxins in you. Yeah. So you're born toxic. Yeah. How can we start kind of getting rid of some of these things that are in it? Like, I know you teach a lot um, on in your lymphatic mojo course about um, different techniques with regards to uh, rubbing, brushing, uh, slapping, those types of things. And you have a specific order to those as well, if I'm yeah. correct, right? Like which yeah. one you do first. Can you just yeah, walk? And I'll share it with you guys today. Yeah. Do you mind walking just through that, the order of kind of how sure. to start doing that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's important to know that all movement moves limp. Mm-hmm. All brushing techniques move limp. All manual techniques move limp. All breathing te- techniques move limp. What I'm trying to do is help move it in a manner that just falls in line with the hydrodynamics and pressure that can just make it a little bit easier for your body to do it so it doesn't have to work so hard. Because mm-hmm. the body likes to conserve energy too. It doesn't like to exude energy. It's a lazy. Right? Yeah. It's actually quite smart, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it's not lazy. It's really smart. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't want to go down that path. That's way too much work. Why don't we just go down that one? Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time, people will go, okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> um, so what what you do is is that you um, have to stimulate these areas in a certain way because it it 
draws on that line of hydrodynamics, which encapsulates this phrase. And water pressure, high pressure always goes to low pressure. Mm -hmm. High pressure always goes to low pressure. So think about a dam that's got water behind it. If I open up the dam, all that water cascades to where there's no water. Yeah. Well, the lymphatic system is the same way. So it doesn't have its own individual pump like the vascular system with your heart. So it's based on pressure. And the lymphatics drain into what's called your venous system, your veins, mm -hmm. your blue blood which is where far more of your blood is stored than in your arteries. 70% are actually in your venous system. <clears throat> the lowest pressure in your venous system is at the base of the neck, right at the collarbone. Okay. So that's the lowest pressure that you have. Okay? That's where all the lymph drains to right at the collarbone. Like kind of tucked in behind it and below it. Mm -hmm. and what they call sub-clavian, sub-below clavian, clavicle, below the clavicle. The highest pressure is at your foot. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's why when people get swelling, they always get swelling in the feet. Yeah. The other high pressure is in your hands or in the top of your head. So away from the neck. Yeah. So if I already know that, I know that all the lymph from the top of my head is going to shoot towards the bottom of the neck. All the lymph in the bottom of my foot is going to shoot towards the neck up. Mm -hmm. That's where it naturally wants to go unless it hits a blockage. So what I have to do is I have to clear major block points from the neck up or the neck down. Mm -hmm. So then I can clear the point above so the point below can naturally flow right past it. Mm. Right? Yeah. Naturally flow right past it. And that's all you do. Once you clear the points, then the body already knows what it has to do. You don't have to teach it what to do. It's like, dude, I know exactly where I got to go. Mm -hmm. I just haven't been able to get there until you learn how to slap yourself the right way. Yeah. Right? And I just use a slapping technique because it's principles that I've learned in years of studying martial arts and Tai Chi and Qigong and internal martial arts. But it just so happens to coincide with the stuff that I teach in my courses uh, from a, a brain-based pain science sensory input type thing. It's massive towards changing the brain and giving you body awareness. So mm -hmm. when people say, this slapping technique can't do anything. This this ridiculous, no science behind it. I'm like, well, you better go back to school because you're wrong. Yeah. Right? So what I find is that everybody is always practicing neurology, no matter what they do. Most of the time, it's just by mistake. Yeah. Which means they have no idea that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with this one. With here, you just understand why. Right? So it's just one technique. This is only one. Yeah. But the order always stays the same. Mm -hmm. So let me preface that. The order always stays the same. The way you stimulate the areas changes. Okay. That makes sense? So yeah. I'm only going to show you the one because it's the easiest one. And it's what we call our one-minute drill. Mm -hmm. Because I, here's the thing. 
just because you have something that works doesn't mean somebody's going to do it. Yeah. Even if it makes them feel better. Because they're always like, I'd love to do it, but I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. What that means is you're not suffering enough yet to do it. Yeah. That's all that means. So I had to get something to say, you know what? I know that I want you to do this full body technique, but in real life, it takes you 20 minutes. And I know most humans ain't going to do anything for 20 minutes. Yeah. Except maybe watch Netflix. <laughs> and so I said, let me do something that at least give you some changes. And you could say, Dude, I'll give you 60 seconds. I can give you that, no problem. Yeah. Right? And if you don't want to slap yourself for 60 seconds, I'm not working with you. Because yeah. trust me, dude, you don't want to do what it takes to get well mm-hmm. at all. Um, so this is kind of my litmus test of just how bad you want it. But also what I notice is people will go like, they say two things. I can't believe how simple that was. And how much that worked. <laughs> because they expect it to be really complicated because it's something that they've never heard of before. But here's another reason why they expect it to be so simple. Because then they say this. If it was so simple and so good and so powerful, how come somebody didn't tell me this before? Yeah. And my answer is this. I've been asking myself that same question for five years. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I'm, that's why I'm here to, to show you that because you just yeah. don't know what you don't know and you yeah. can't unsee it, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, you mean all I got to do is brush my teeth every day and I don't get cavities? That's it? Yeah, yeah, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. But the same thing with this one. So I made it easy and applicable and it got results and then people got buy-in and then they said, you know what? This made me feel so much better. I think I'm going to do a little bit more. Because you get used to feeling awful. Yeah. That becomes your new normal. You forget what good feels like Mm -hmm. until you get there. And then you're like, I don't want to go back to that. That was awful. Yeah. And this is a big piece of that. So we just do this based on hydrodynamics. I'll walk you through it. Okay. So there's primary areas of the body where we have, remember the nodes that we talked about before? You get clusters of nodes where lots of different ones gathered together. And I've called them in my work, tribal gatherings (laughs) because it's like a community. Yeah. And a tribe is where a lot of different things come together. Everybody hangs out, but also there's also big tribal leaders that when they come together, whatever they decide usually trickles down. And then the rest of the tribe does what the elders say, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's how I think of these clusters. And remember I told you that a few things move lymph, breathing, and movement? Think about this. Those clusters sit around the joints of the body that move the most. (laughs) Holy cow, nature is kind of (laughs) smart. So the areas are the top of your neck where your skull pops down on your spine. Mm -hmm. That's where the majority of motion happens in your neck. Two is at the bottom of the neck. That's because that's the drain point. We're going to start there. So I'm going to list them first. Yeah. Then we're going to go through them. Number two, I mean, the third one is going to be your shoulder joint where your shoulder attaches into your pec. Yeah. Right. 
Then the other one's going to be right in the middle of your abdomen, from your belly button to the bottom of your sternum, so your abdomen. Why? Because that's where the gut sits. And you got to move there a lot, man. That's called walking. (laughs) Then the other one is your crease of your groin, your hip, Mm. where you flex the hip up all the time. And the other one is the back of the knee. Okay. They move a lot because they're supposed to pump the clusters. Mm -hmm. So we're going to slap the clusters. And then we're going to move the clusters. So we know that high pressure goes to low pressure. That means you always, 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 I'm going to say this one more time, always start at the bottom of the neck first, right at the collarbone, all the time. Then we're going to go up, and then we're going to go down. So we're going to slap uh, five to ten times. So it'll be, I'll just tell people, start with five, work up to 10, or you can go to 10. It's whatever mood you're in. Yeah. Right? And then when you slap yourself, you don't have to slap yourself really, really hard when you do it. I just want you to go relatively fast. And my, my um, um, courses, I teach people to go roughly at about um, 130 to uh, 200 beats per minute is a pretty good time frame. If you got a metronome, mm-hmm. it is going to be, um, I'm going to see if I can play this and you guys can hear it. Okay. And so you can get a feel. This is just from an app called a Metro timer app. And I'll just do about 150 and I'll take my earbuds out. That should be the pace of the slap. Okay. Why? Because when you study neurology, that's going to fire what's called Pacinian corpuscles and Merkel mm. cells, which are going to actually stimulate the joints and the regions and help your brain and your nervous system too. Mm. So you're going to get more sensory awareness into the joints that usually don't know where they are. Mm. Okay. So you get a, a brain blow and you get a lymph blow. Mm. So you're going to do that five to 10 times. So I always start on the left side because that's where most of the lymph drains. So what you would do since we're not on video is you take your hand and I want you to put your hand, your right hand over your left collarbone. So your hand is a little bit above your collarbone and a little bit below your collarbone. And you're just going to do that pace. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Shouldn't hurt. Doesn't have to be really, really hard. Don't OCD yourself. No stress. Okay. Then we're going to go to the right side. So you put your left hand over the collarbone. So half over, half below. And you do your 10 taps. Like that. Always breathing. Okay. And then the next one we're going to do is way up high where you've got that space behind the angle of your jaw right there on either side where this is a little space, not on your, pardon me, on your jaw. It's right behind it. Mm -hmm. Now this one, I give two options because many people can be very sensitive up here and slapping makes them feel a little uncomfortable or makes them feel a little dizzy. Mm -hmm. So you can do this option of, lightly tapping with your fingers on that same spot 10 times or 
what you can do is you can place your fingers really high up in that space. And then all you're going to do is brush down with your fingers or your hand to the bottom of your neck over that skin of the same pace of the 150 that pop, 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 pop. But yeah. instead of a slap, it's where you'll pull down towards the bottom of the neck, mm. almost like you're painting your neck, but only with a downward stroke. That makes sense? Yeah. And you put enough pressure to be in there at least about an eighth of an inch, right? Yeah. Something like that. So then you do the same thing. So you stroke down on the left 10 times or you slap 10 times and then you do the same thing on the right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you go to where the left shoulder attaches to the pec. So when you feel the shoulder, it should be round and then not round. Yeah. I want you to slap right where round turns into flat with the whole palm of your hand, mm. right? Just like that. So you're going across the pec and across where a round turns into flat. And you hit there 10 times. Then you do the right side 10 times. Okay. Then you're gonna place your hands on your abdomen. One goes over your belly button. The other hand goes above that one. So your fingers are stacked, just like your hands are right on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So they're all on your abdomen. Okay. Then all I want you to do is, you're gonna slap that abdominal region, okay? 10 times on each one. So you can do the both hands together or individually 10 times, just like you're going pop, 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 kind of like I'm just slapping my abdomen like Rocky, Rocky <laughs> two, yeah. right? And you do that 10 times. Then you're gonna put your hands along the crease of the groin. So they go along the crease of the groin and you're gonna slap the crease of the groin 10 times. Just really being careful where you slap on this one, because you'll only make that mistake once. Yeah. Unless you're unless you're really into stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you're gonna slap ten times behind both knees. Mm. So what I did was this: this. I know that the knee has to go to the groin. The groin has to go to the abdomen. The abdomen has to go up towards the chest and then the ones in the armpit here then have to go up towards the neck so i'm clearing the way for the higher pressure ones below yeah <clears throat> so you do the neck bottom of the neck top of the neck shoulder abdomen groin knee then we know that movement moves length all you do then is i usually tell people just jump up and down in place for 20 seconds mm -hmm. And then you get all that fluid to move that was dislodged. And you'll get a good part of what's called your superficial lymph, the lymph near the skin. You'll dislodge some of the deeper lymph nodes. And then that'll start the process of the flow. You mm -hmm. may even start to get a little detox or headache just from that. Yeah. <clears throat> then there's other ways that we go with different speeds, different depths, different strokes. And then sometimes 
when people have issues or autoimmune or they've had stuff for a long time with a lot of swelling, we have to do the deep lymph. And that means I have to go more advanced. And then those are the techniques that I show people how to do more stuff in the abdomen and then get some motions in the deep lymph that comes from the organs. Mm. So there's layers that we yeah. go through. <clears throat> but this is the, this is kind of the fundamental one. This is the, the basic of, okay, can you even touch your toes before I load you with a squat? That's yeah. kind of what I'm touching, right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense? And it you just do that every single day of your life. Yeah. Every day. Um, is there a specific position that's best to do it in? Seated, standing, laying down, like supine? Don't no. Just, doesn't matter? No, because here I am. I'm about that stuff. I'm always about variation, variability, and variety. Mm-hmm. Right, which means that your body and your lips should be able to flow no matter where you put yourself in the universe. So what I want you to do is I want you to do it in different positions all the time. Okay. Do it standing, do it seated, do it lying down. If you think about it from a pressure standpoint, if I'm standing up, it's way harder for all that fluid to go from my foot to my heart. Yeah. Right. When I lie on my back, it evens out a little bit. That's why you elevate your feet when they're swollen, right? You're trying yeah. to accentuate it down. So there are positions that will make it maybe a little bit easier to flow. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's ones where you might feel a little bit more comfortable. Plus, when you sit, you kind of trap off the groin limp, right? In that yeah. region. And you yeah. trap off the limp behind your knee. That's why when people sit on airplanes for so long, they get swollen. Yeah. But I want for people to be able to do that in different positions and <clears throat> do it in different stances too. You know, put one left foot in front of the other one time, put the right foot in front of the other one time. You know, mm-hmm. Just do different things because that's yeah. going to be way more beneficial for your brain and your body. And it'll hit those areas just a little bit differently because the the more you do things just one way, the weaker you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so before we kind of finish up, I actually got like four you can have the answers as long as you would like. Um, that could be dangerous. Yeah. So the first one I might is, not have any. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that would be okay too. So the first would be um, if you could give like three movements, and I already know what one of them is, but three movements <laughs> to best aid in um, kind of, emphasizing or getting some increased lymphatic flow. Yeah. What would those three movements be? Number one is walking. I knew that. See, I was like, I already know that. He's mentioned it once already. I know that's going to be number one. Okay. Yeah. Walking is the probably the number one way to move lymph. Yeah. You're designed to walk a ton. Okay. A ton. The goal for everybody is 10,000 steps a day. That's a good number. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <clears throat> number two is just jumping up and down on the balls of your feet like you're jumping on a trampoline. Mm-hmm. Your feet don't have to leave the ground. You can just go up and down on the balls of your feet like that way. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's like being a kid again. That's pumping the fluid. Yeah. Right. And the other one is the, the, what I call the fall matrix where you go all the way down to the ground and stand back up again many many different ways mm-hmm. so basically i'll let you use both hands because it's just a drill for your lymph 
Go down to the ground, lie on your back. And then when you're on, on your back, have a novel idea, roll left and roll right twice, then stand back up. <laughs> then go down to the ground, lie on your stomach. Yeah. Roll left and roll right twice. Then go down to the ground, lie on your left side, get back up. Go down to the ground, lie on your right side, get back up. Go down to the ground and get up into a top end push up position and then get back up. Mm -hmm. You're going to slosh the hell out of everything when you do that. Nice. Right? Yeah. So those three would be a good one. And, uh, and I love the fact that those are not things that um, <laughs> are the same repetitive movements that we often see in the gym anyways. You know, it's not the squats, right. not the deadlifts, not a, you know, it's just something that you would do every day if you, well, if people actually sat on the floor, but getting up and off the floor all the time, um, whether you're playing with kids or just kind of trying to relax um, walking, which people do all the time. And then, yeah, jumping something that people often don't do, but it's something I actually, I have most of my clients do some form of calf pump jumping, whatever it is to try to, and that's often, yeah. um, what I'm trying to do is get some more fluid flowing because when I started traveling a lot, um, teaching kind of overseas, one of the big things that I, whenever I talk to anybody who had done that before is like, you got to move all the time, wear compression socks and like, cause you want to minimize that um, kind of swelling that you get when you sit on specifically like on airplanes, but in any position for an extended period of time. Um, so yeah, awesome. Um, the next one would be uh, the, and I, I have a feeling I already know this, but I have to ask it because my, my wife loves yoga. She loves yeah. yoga. Um, and so kind of thoughts on kind of yoga for lymphatic flow. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yoga is great, man. That's why I, different type of yoga flows. And yoga was, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but it's been around a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it might work. Yeah. Um, but they've accentuated and highlighted breathing dynamics forever, right? Yeah. So they know by controlling that cylinder mm -hmm. in and out, it, it's much more than just meditation. It's yeah. a lot about that fluid flow and dynamics. Um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of all different types of movements like that. I find for me, I do more fast-paced fast -paced kind of yoga flows. Yeah where I don't hold them for extended periods of time. That's just one way. Sometimes I do, because I don't always do everything the same way, that I'll get into yoga flows. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's tons of videos about that one. Yeah. But you just transition faster yeah. in between those things. The reason I like those things is because they open up your body into positions that most people have never been into before. Mm -hmm. They really open up those areas where you're locked in those forward flexion, what I call the human cashew nut, where you're rounded forward and you're tight in the hips and the shoulders and you get into a nice warrior pose or sun pose. I mean, it, those are positions that human beings, I love them because they get you into these extension based patterns when we're so forward flexed and yeah, it, just that extension and looking up to the heavens and there's so many positive benefits from uh, yoga that I love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really, really huge. And then you can mix in variations of the hot yoga, right? Yeah. That 
that'll definitely get you to detox a little bit. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying now is this, before you do your yoga, just slap those six places that I told you about. And then trust me, your yoga session will be a different yoga session. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, my wife is really into the yoga. I'm not as much into the yoga, even though I love, like, I love, I'm like you, I love all types of movement. Does not matter what it is, move more of yourself more often. And, uh, but when I got introduced to uh, Mike Fitch's animal flow, like that, oh man, that, uh, I, I think it's a little bit too much to say that changed my life, but it changed how I train and how I train clients. And if I'm feeling stiff on a day or I've been working at a desk, like I'm sure as soon as I'm, we're done here, I'll be doing some animal flow, you know, in my studio, just trying to get some yeah. movement because I love. He's got like, great stuff. Oh man, I love it. Um, I, yeah. I, he's uh, that's a flow for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I first got yeah. introduced that when uh, actually when we chatted in Australia and at Phylex many, many years ago, um, we sat down, we chatted about glutes and all that kind of stuff. And I recorded all of it. This is before the podcast, before I was actually doing a lot of presenting. But that's the first time I got introduced to Animal Flow because I watched uh, Richard Schreibner do a presentation there on Animal Flow. And I was just like... Right. Like, what is this? Like it changed everything I thought about posture because, um, you know, you would see somebody who maybe had some rolled shoulders and then all of a sudden they're able to get up without any thoracic extension, you know, arms straight up overhead. They're able to do handstand, like, and just hold, you know, a hand, a tuck handstand. And like, I'm like, okay, so maybe the visual isn't quite as important as, you know, I'd been placing so much information on that. Yeah, it's definitely a great one. I got exposed to him, uh, through time because I started ground-based work with kind of based in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I started with a technique called Gymnastica Natural, which is from Alvaro Rivado, who brought that from the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world. Mm-hmm. And then I studied Budokan as well. And Budokan, and all these things were based in kind of animal flow type movements. And yeah. they do a lot of that in Kung Fu too, but it's more of like the standing techniques. And then I got exposed to the the things with the animal flow, right? And then, you know, it's, it's like Mike says, they all have these different movement environments that they have. You put your own unique little flows or twists or transitions to it. And definitely, I always say it all the time that it changed my life because I was a meathead bodybuilder for 30, 40 years now, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for 39 years. Holy crap. Um, and, you know, I look great in the mirror, but I couldn't move for anything, man. Yeah. And then I got on the ground to do my first loaded beast or kick through, and I'm like, what the? And, <laughs> you know, I'm like sweating bullets, and I can't post up on one hand and yeah, can't control the momentum. And I've been doing that stuff for about 10 years now. And I can get down, and I can nail that shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I can flow and move. And I, you get, you know, you when you do it, you get some people that are, brick houses in a mirror and you get them down there and they can't hold anything yeah it's like zero awareness of the body yeah but if you can stick with that stuff and invest in it it'll humble you quick faster than hurry but because i've i got really really super strong too like i was never able to do pull-ups even mm-hmm. when i was body running so of course i'll just do pull downs no yeah. worries there right <laughs> 
But then I could start to do pull-ups because true strength to me is being able to control your own body mass in all different situations. Yeah. And that'll do it. So kind of last question before this uh, quick little lightning round. So, um, and this may be part of, maybe I'll just add this into our question number one. So I asked, I was going to ask you about three top books and you've already told me two of them. So the four phases of water and the oxygen advantage. So we've already got those two. So outside of your lymphatic mojo course and this Mm -hmm. podcast, what is kind of the best resource for somebody who's looking to kind of dive into the lymphatic system and wants to know more about it? Because that's a good one, man. That's a, that's a tough question because it's not easy to find, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, because most of the stuff that I've gotten through are almost going like into the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> where it's very few people write about it because it's not a big topic. Yeah. But um, you, you find a lot through research articles and things like that, but you can look up, they've talked about lymphatics for over a hundred or so years on osteopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. Cause that was Andrew Taylor, still the founder of osteopathy talked about, lymphatics and blood flow a lot that was his jam and i happen to agree with his approach of the the blood flow and lymph flow is more important than nerve flow Mm -hmm. um but you can also study different techniques probably the most well known if you look at lymph because i've studied many many different types but i'll be honest with you i'm not a big fan of a lot of them because they can also get kind of kool-aid-ish honestly Mm -hmm. and that it's all about the technique and if you move the lymph a half an inch to the left it's going to explode something or shit like that (laughs) which is not true yeah um and but you you can it's called the vodder technique v-o-d-d-e-r vodder technique has got some good stuff it's a little bit more of a lighter based approach from stuff that i do but it works quite well um so that, that's a good one that can get you then to at least have somebody who was a pioneer yeah. in understanding about the lymph. I will tell you this much. If you want to learn about the lymphatics, you don't learn about it in the U.S. <laughs> because it's the outside of there and the Europeans and especially in uh, Eastern cultures okay. that have been practicing it for a, a long time. So many of the things that I've learned are stuff that because I went and studied in um thailand and taiwan and and eastern and i studied things that are not your that's not your normal path yeah stuff yeah right i'd say you can probably start there and then of course you know my stuff yeah (laughs) because i did the heavy lifting for you (laughs) oh i know i know um actually i'm really looking forward I, i gotta do once everything clears up and you start presenting again live i'm i gotta come to a course, the uh, yeah. Matic Mojo course, I got to come to one. So you'll find me there eventually. Whether I come That'd to you good. or you come to me, I don't. That doesn't really matter because I'll get there. Um, okay, top nice. top three mentors along your journey thus far. Oof, that's a good one. Well, Gray Cook, of course. Yeah, Gray Cook was very very influential 
for me. Huge influencer. I mean, that guy flipped the switch, changed my life. Um, and then recently, who's changed my whole thought process and paradigm and <clears throat> since I got sick, right? And then looking at things from a more holistic way is who he's been on my podcast and I'm going to get him back and he's starting to become much more popular now because his work resonates with people. And that's Dr. Zach Bush, mm. Dr. Zach Bush, B-U-S-H. Um, he's a really, really great guy. Uh, he talks a lot about the microbiome and uh, getting back to health and getting back to nature. And then um, let's see who else the third one, because there's been so many. Um, Another one that's been very influential for me is a uh, guy's been on my podcast. Just had him on again, and I'm going to post <clears throat> probably pound for pound in relationship to neurons in the brain, the smartest person I've ever talked to. Like the kind of person that you get around and you're like, man, I really got to study a lot more because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's Jack Cruz. Okay. K-R-U-S-E. And uh, he's a brain surgeon, neurosurgeon. And he's got a really wonderful way of looking at uh, physiology in the body. And what I like about him, he's very big into energy, mm -hmm. uh, particularly light energy. And um, yeah, those two have really, really made a huge impact on me. And then the last <clears throat> eight years, it's hard to pick three. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but those, yeah. those are what I would start with. Awesome. And then uh, what would Perry of today say to 25 year old Perry? 25. Yeah. <clears throat> Most of my life, I, early life, I didn't like myself very much. Who who I was as a person, hmm. I always wanted to be somebody else, and uh, didn't like who I was overall from a mental standpoint and physical standpoint. I think the physical standpoint came first because I was fat, obese, overweight, size a kid, moved around a lot, and. You come to learn the older you get that even if you have a great looking out, outer side, that that's other ones driving the bus inside. Mm -hmm. I'd go back and because I've learned I'm 53 now, right? Yeah. I've learned to embrace it, <clears throat> who I am and what I have to offer. And then uh, I'm good with that, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'd go back and tell them that don't be so damn hard on yourself, man. You'll, You'll figure it out eventually, but just love who you are now, embrace who you are now, and you got a lot of stuff that you can bring to the world if you just get out of your own way. Yeah, so awesome. I would probably say 25-year-old Perry, love yourself and get out of your own way. Nice. Well, I've learned a lot. I have an entire whiteboard of notes sitting beside me. Um, <laughs> as we've been talking, just kind of like for my yeah, myself on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you 
like where, where can listeners find you and uh, how can they get more information about what you do, your online content, and when live comes back, your live stuff as well? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I'm not hard to find, honestly. If you go and type in Stop Chasing Pain, that's probably the easiest way to find my content. That's my central hub, my name brand. Stop Chasing Pain will bring you to my website, and then that spiders you out to all of my <clears throat> social media content, my membership site, my videos, my workshops, things like that. So got online content, of course, galore. <clears throat> and future uh, workshops that will be live for now, we're webcasting. Mm-hmm. everything yeah. um but yeah you'll i've been doing this a long time i guess because um i've been around for a while <laughs> um and i go back and i've got a pretty good amount of archives on different things and different articles and stuff that i've written for people over the years so you it would be really cool even when i go back i could look and see how i've grown or my thought processes have changed of stuff that of how I looked at the body before yeah. compared to how I look at it now. It just goes to show you that it's a never ending learning process and, and stuff that I was teaching before. I no longer really practice that way anymore or maybe use that much. Uh, I don't like to use the word believe in, yeah. um, but it's just a different uh, approach when mm-hmm. I go through there. And Hopefully you'll find all the good stuff on the first three to five pages. <laughs> then after that, you're, you're on your own, man. I don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure ever since um, we, we first actually sat down and chatted at your Primal Movements course, seeing you in Australia. And then I think the last time I saw you was here in Toronto in August for World Fitness Expo. Um, yeah, this past summer, you were just sitting down having some food and I was just leaving. I just said hi quickly. Uh, but thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks a lot for having me on. It was a great time. Yeah. Really yeah. enjoyed it. You know, when you get in that flow state, when they say, you know, three hours passes and it feels like three minutes. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I look forward to chatting again and, um, we'll see you soon. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Take care, everybody. State of the Industry Podcast. I'll be back.